0: All right, so we got Doug Fisher from the Ring Magazine Author. Doug, how, how did you get into the ring and how did you get into boxing?
1: Yeah Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> did, I the boxing became Matt's boxing, I was at Matt's boxing for eight years, um, uh-huh. and then made the jump over to um, ringtv.com, and kind of helped build up the, the website for, for the magazine, and then kind of worked my way up the editorial uh, ladder of a um, of, uh, of ring magazine, so uh,
1: editor-in-chief which is where I am that. It's so, so crazy that you can grow up reading... Uh, ring magazine and then you become the (laughs) editor-in-chief over there so so wild Or sugar. that's dope yeah so i got a question for you because i know ring magazine you guys always have your list pound for pound fighters who is your five what is your five your top five pound for pound right now in current boxing any order did it
0: freeze i think so doug can you hear us so you you oh, kind okay. of froze a little bit. So we heard Arrow Spence. Uh, you said Canelo? Yeah, I said Canelo,
2: I uh, said Canelo, Busick, Inouway, Crawford, and Spence. In any order, I think those guys are in interchangeable really. I mean I actually I will say the first four are I, I still think Spence needs to do a little bit
0: more to join that, that top four, but you know. I put so all I'm of sure. them you said except Spence, I will replace with Lamacheco.
3: Hm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. You know what? He's got his form back. I mean, he, he suffered the setback against Tayofima Lopez, which I, I, mean, I thought it was possible, but I thought he would I thought he would take Lopez
1: into deep water and 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 handle him and it didn't happen and it kinda made me think it's kinda like the the scenario with uh Chocolate with Roman Gonzalez as yeah. he stepped up to super flyweight. It's kind yep. like Very true.
2: like you saw it like okay yeah you're really not an elite level lightweight and um it's not so much the laws because i don't really look at wins and losses or draws i look at the performance of of the fighters the fighter like, i look at who they're facing the style
1: Yeah, yeah. I was was, was, was inside Madison Square Garden for that fight, and I had it really close. If not even before he kind of dug deep and got that stoppage. I agree. I agree, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were pissed.
0: they uh, criticized that he went and fought for the belt very fast faster than most people and for me I feel because he has such a long and extensive amateur career um, he didn't want to waste any time he wanted to go straight to the top of the the door you know instead of fighting a bunch of guys no one ever heard of and build your name and your record and just wasting wasting time he went to fight the best yeah yeah. you know there was nobody easy
1: Yeah, it was pretty early. True. So, I, mean, I I think American fighters can move if they're have that talent, they if they have the background,
2: the amateur background, if they have the talent, which the Charles obviously do, if they have the skills, if they're with world-class trainers as as the twins are, I think they can move quicker. I think I thought Gary Russell Jr. could have I thought he could have been in with better competition
1: before he faced Lomachenko because they had twenty-four fights. Yeah, Yeah. that talented His brother, his brother, actually, his brother just won over the weekend, too. Yeah.
0: I got a question for you, Doug. So, you, you have Canelo as the best fighter right now and probably unbeatable. I don't think he's unbeatable, but I don't see
3: anybody beating him right now because they don't
0: fight enough. Hmm. What do you think about Bivo?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He only had like and I'm thinking, good Lord, James Tony had 23
2: fights in less than 2 years. He had
1: 23 fights, 24 fights and like Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. Yeah.
0: You think Triple G won?
1: Yeah. agree with you, um, but I got a question for you now. So he's, he's going up against, looks like he's going to face Dimitri Bivol now. Okay. No, they their okay. Today in San Diego. How do you see that one going? Difficult. I think Bivol was always going to have uh, trouble with people who move, and Bivol was, he was a, an excellent amateur. Yeah. Yes. There's not much of an inside game. Do you remember when uh Kessler fought uh Joe Kalzag, two undefeated guys, you know, it's a
2: big deal. Um uh, Kessler gave Kalzagi some trouble early on, and Kalzagi, like a great fighter does, made that just got inside, started working up started crowding 'em.
3: Um something the same thing that um Andre Ward would do.
1: Yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. player plants. So, yeah. It South Wales, with uh with <laughs> like Lara and Billy
2: Joe Saunders. And um uh, with those fights, you know, if there's a stoppage, you know, you know, people say there there's got to be people on Twitter saying, "Oh, I had the stick and move guy ahead," you know? That's just how they see it, you know. And you also you other saying like, "No, um you know, Canelo was walking him down, he was breaking him down," you know.
1: I'm kind of tired of that debate. I got to be honest. I agree. <laughs> I would rather see Canelo right there with somebody like Mena Vidus. Yeah. Somebody just like, oh, I'm the big i the bigger guy, the younger guy. I throw more punches
2: at you, I'm more active. You know, I'm gonna try to walk you down and, and break you down and let's see what happens, you know? Uh and, and the uh the other
1: Russian uh light heavyweight champion. You know, better beef, so, yeah, better beef. <laughs> Got to give him credit. Yep.
0: So, Doug, so, I mean, I like Canelo. I like that he's always in the gym after every fight. Um, he's always helping the young guys and giving advice to everybody. But I still have that little asterisk with the steroids. I still have that this-
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs)
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: So, Doug, I got another question. So, he's taking now. If it happens again, get him, get him, right, right. He's fighting Bivol. He's fighting Bivol, and he's going to be fighting possibly Triple G for a third fight. Yeah, now. And everything goes right. He has to win, and Triple G has to win. Uh,
1: and I do kind of feel like everyone's overlooking the Japanese guy. They're overlooking uh, Ryota Morata. Yeah, we we talked about that.
0: Now, why wouldn't he take for more money Charlo and Benavidez, which more people would like to see those fights? There would be more action fights. Why did he take those fights? Yeah, why do you think he didn't take them? I mean, I think more people would have loved to see those fights. I would have liked to see those fights. Yeah,
1: I'd rather see Charlo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Ha <laughs> ha.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: I agree. yeah I agree
0: Doug so another question where do you rank canelo all-time Mexican fighter and how would Canelo do if he would have fought Marvin Hagler yeah.
3: mm huh.
1: yeah he he went in his hometown it great. Yeah. It's always something. He'll get to I think he'll get around to everybody, but I would like to see these other guys fight each
3: other. I mean, you know, um uh, you know, and I honestly I like Demetrius Andre. I don't like
2: watching him in the box. Um, uh, but I actually like him. Like he's kind of a character. He's he's
3: he's a funny guy, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I like him, whatever, for whatever reason. I, I like I like I like to interview him, you know.
1: And he's and he can be salty too. He's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right
0: Doug, I also I also know that you would have loved to sing Floyd versus Joel Casamayor. How about how about this one at one forty seven? Floyd Mayweather and Paul Williams, because he retired when Paul Williams beat Margarito, <laughs> and then when Margaret then when when Williams went up in weight, he came out of retirement.
2: Yeah, that's. That-
1: Yeah. I got I got one more for you Doug before we close out today. Um we we talked about fantasy fights on our last show and this is one that we both we both would have loved to see. Bernard Hopkins versus James Tony. Yeah. No, it almost happened. It almost happened either in light heavyweight or cruiserweight. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been amazing. greatest chance yeah against against Kovalev <laughs> Right, <laughs> you, know, you know, six to seven times a year sometimes. Um, uh,
2: but he threw a lot of punches, he threw more punches. Uh, he was a, a more seasoned fighter at super middleweight. Uh, I think he really came into his own. Uh, against Roy Jones, he just ran into a once in a lifetime
1: phenomenon like a once in a lifetime, every hundred years level of talent. Yeah. a heavyweight yeah
0: even a heavyweight could get stopped have like Harry
2: Grant
3: hmm Even in his mid thirties. You know, to James Tony going into that fight with Lastili Chirog, I mean he was like
1: he was talking like a young man. Like a young guy who never tasted a championship, never tasted good money. He's still the same now. <laughs> Not now, nowadays.
0: Well, Doug, we we appreciate your time. Absolutely, we would love to have you again. I, I would love for you. Uh, I would love for you when you come to New York to visit boxingology. I'll let you know if once I book my tickets for uh, the April thirty show. I'll let you. I'll let you know. Yeah, we throw a lot of boxing shows over here for the kids. A lot of uh, amateur fights. Uh, so we're very active over here. Yeah, we have to. We have to keep that, boxing going. That's more important than, than you know, training professional fighters, building champions. Absolutely. That's
1: where it starts.
0: So I appreciate your time. Yes. And, and uh,
1: thank you, thank you, man. We appreciate you coming on the show, man. We got to do it again. Yes. Same here.
0: Have a good night. Oh so, man, this is uh, this was episode what, fifteen?
1: No, this is like, this is sixteen, I believe, man.
0: Episode sixteen. I think we, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even do the headshake.
1: But Oh man, we didn't even introduce the guy, man. No,
0: no, but but he's incredible.
1: Yeah, he he man, he's he, we he's have to sit full down of like alive. That's that's an interview that. <laughs> Number one we can't do at eleven o'clock at night um <laughs> number one um he's on he's on uh california time, so uh we had to uh adjust to him um which is fine, but that is definitely an interview that we have to do in person and it's definitely gonna be like two hours yeah um because he's full of knowledge he's full of um boxing wisdom That's and 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 he can go he can, <laughs> He can go um so He's a
0: phenomenal writer. Yeah. Uh, I read all his stuff all the time from the the Ring magazine, the Bible of boxing. Uh he's very 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 good writer. Um we're going to talk about a few things and then we're going to cut off this Josh Taylor fight uh against Jack Contreras, right? Control, yep. Um, you
1: said his name right. I said his name right. Wow. right? I should get Ah, uh, you don't get you five. don't get anything for that today cuz you said uh Beval's name wrong Be yeah so, <laughs> <You> still...
0: so, <laughs> so anyway uh, I know everybody was saying that this was a major controversy major robbery uh, I watched it the other day uh, round by round and even though I felt felttro won um it wasn't it wasn't a, uh, it was a pretty close fight it could it, it could have went, went either way now uh he did dropped the guy. He dropped Josh Taylor. He did. Uh, they also took a point off Josh Taylor. They also took a point off Contreras Yep. Yep. Uh, but he was a little more active. He looked a little more hungry. But I can see why people wanted uh, Josh Taylor to win because he was in his hometown. Yeah, he's the champ. One. And two, most most people look at whoever is the aggressor, even if he's not doing that much he will be the winner. But not necessarily the case. Floyd Mayweather wasn't the aggressor in almost every fight. So, you know, he backed away a lot, but he missed. He made people miss, and he countered. This guy didn't do a Mayweather style, but he landed a lot of shots. He landed Mm -hmm. some clean shots on Mm -hmm. Josh. And for me, I'll be honest with you, I have to watch more Josh Taylor, but I was not impressed. He looked like a guy that doesn't have power. Uh, I mean, obviously, this guy won, unified the belts.
1: He's he did, he did. A, and
0: so he, he's not a guy that's like he won by luck or got the belts by accident. He won all these belts. I mean, he has four belts, or uh, well, five, right? Four.
1: four. Yeah, I think he has four belts. Four belts. Four belts.
0: You know, legitimate belts. And, uh, and the ring magazine belt, that's five. So, you know, he's a legitimate guy. He might have had a, a bad day. Uh, you know, sometimes t- this is not like baseball or basketball, where Michael Jordan will score 20 points or 19 points instead of his usual 40. Yeah. Or in baseball, where you have uh Manny Ramirez or Derek Jeter, you know, getting hits. Yeah. You know, and you don't have couch.
1: you don't have the next game to make it up, or yeah. the rest of the season. You know. Yeah, these guys
0: have a lot of season, a lot of games in the season. Basketball has 82 games. Baseball has 162 games. So there's going to be days. That, they won't even score, right? In boxing, you have to make it happen that moment. So I'm going to give him a pass uh, because maybe the guy was a little awkward. Uh, he, was, he was a left. They were both lefties. Both lefties. So both and, lefties. and
1: it's very interesting because this is a guy that they were pushing Terrence Crawford to fight. Yeah, yeah. And after and, watching
0: that, I think Crawford will annihilate Judge mm, Taylor. Yeah. And then on uh, control right after that. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, but, but hey, he is the champ. He's we the gotta champ. Respect him. He is the champ. I would love to see a rematch on this. I don't Agreed. think it's going to happen, just because I think Taylor is like, wow, uh, and his people, his coaches, his managers. Let's get away from Jack Control. Let's just look for this big money fight with maybe. uh, um, uh his guy? Tank uh, Davis. Yes, or, or, or
1: even though I don't think that'll happen.
0: It might not happen. But anybody, any of the top names, they probably don't look Valdez, good. you got Valdez, a bunch of people, yeah. Of and, you know, control just was very awkward and made him look sloppy. Um, and there was a lot of holding. My goodness. I mean, I remember John Ruiz, and I like John Ruiz. <laughs> I'm buddy-buddy with him. But John Ruiz grabbed a lot, and people were complaining about that. This guy, Josh Taylor and Cattrall, combined, grabbed gla- more than anybody I've ever seen. It was like ballroom dancing. Yeah, it was like prom. You know, and they, were, they hate each other so much that they hugged each other more than what they punched. I mean, if you do the compute box, they, there was a lot of punches thrown, right, I think in a few rounds, but there was more holding than there was punching.
1: It wasn't a lot of power punches landed in the no, fight.
0: No, not at, all. not at all. I think there was a little too much respect. Um, uh, this fight will not happen again. I don't think so. I don't think this is going to happen again. Control lost his opportunity. And is back to the drawing board for him. Yeah. Um, they won't Taylor, They
1: won't give you a rematch.
0: And Taylor, I don't care. He's probably thinking, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to fight this guy again. I'm going with somebody else. Yeah. Um, and the other fight was... Uh, uh, Chris Colbert. Chris Colbert. L- Little B-Hop. They call him Little B-Hop from New York, Brooklyn, New York. Tremendous amateur
3: standout, turned pro, and uh, he didn't do too good. He lost.
1: Yeah, uh, you know I, and and you know what I'll give him. I give him a lot of respect too. I want. I want to say this because after the fight, he didn't make any excuses. He gave his opponent credit, and I know we always talk about this, but we need to see that a lot more from fighters. But back to the fight. you know, it, it just seemed like he was trying to survive the whole time. And I was I was a little disappointed, like, and I, I'm a big fan of his, but it it felt like he didn't want to win the fight. Like, he didn't want to go out there and win. Like, he was clearly down. The guy dropped him. The guy hurt him a few times. And he was just trying to survive in there. And it it wasn't the best night for him. It wasn't his night. Um... I can't remember the gentleman's name that he fought.
0: So the gentleman that he fought, his name is Hector Luis Garcia. Garcia, yes, Luis Garcia, yes. And it went twelve rounds. And Garcia is fourteen and zero. Um, now he's fifteen and zero, with ten knockouts. Uh, Dominican fighter, and he's ranked number seven in the world and number one in Dominican Republic.
1: He's tough. He was a tough guy. He was tough.
0: Very, very tough guy. Tough guy. Uh, gritty and.
1: In your face.
0: And let me tell you, uh, to he- take that fight, that wasn't an easy fight. No. For Colbert. No. You know, Colbert's record now is 16 wins, one loss, and six knockouts. And um, you just have to always train and prepare for the next guy. You- and one thing about fighters, uh, to be the best, you have to be able to adjust and switch your game. Mm-hmm. Mayweather does it, and Canelo mm-hmm. has done it, and you know, all the greats. Colbert swings a little too wide for me. A little too wide for me. And this kid was just getting him up the middle very easy. And after one or two, three rounds, you would think that he would shorten his punches or change his game plan. He kept doing those those wide know, shots. shots. It really wasn't doing anything. And, you know, much credit to uh, yeah. the, uh, the
1: opponent. You know, and another thing is, like, you got to take your opponent serious, like, no matter who you're fighting. And, a lot of these guys get a little too uh, high on themselves, and too high. he he talked a lot of trash about this dude before the fight, and we've seen this with Tiafimo and and Cambosis. Uh, yeah, we've seen it a few times this year, and I, I don't think, and not to take credit from um, Luis Garcia, he 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 did what he was supposed to do, and he went out there, and he he won the fight, but you got to take every every time you step in the ring, no matter who it is. You take you take them a hundred percent serious. It's life or death. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was no urgency for no. me. Uh Colbert showed no emergency. <clears throat> he wasn't looking like this is it. My last round. It, his coaches weren't like really pushing him hard. Yeah. I don't know what was going on in that team, but he lost and now he's back to the drawing board. And yeah. hopefully he could you know bounce back from this. And
1: but the loss is not the end of the world. The loss, is, loss is not the end, bad, know, the end of the world. I know. I know people uh, get it get it messed up now because because of Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. But,
0: uh, and I want to talk about one more guy before we shut down. Um, Eddie the Hurricane Mello. Mm.
3: Um,
0: Eddie Hurricane Mello was 32 wins, 9 losses, and 5 of those losses uh, by knockout. He got knocked out. 2 draws, and he had 27 knockouts. Now, I always talk once in a while about guys that no one ever heard of, right, and, you know, They might have a wonderful story. In his case, his story was interesting. Um, Eddie Mello was from Portugal, and he moved to Canada. Uh, He never won a belt. He was a very, very tough guy. Uh, Very popular in the 70s. He signed in 1979 a contract for three years with Don King. Uh, Didn't go that far with him. He was also, he had ties with the mob. Um... A guy named Frank uh, Cottrello, Frank Cottrello with the mob. He was his manager, promoter, um, and also um, Eddie Mello was his driver and his enforcer. So he collected money from people from uh, from the unions. He, he was just a tough guy. Um, he fought a guy, let me see, I got it here years ago from the same gym they used to spar. Uh, his name was Jimmy Grandson, right? And uh, Jimmy Grandson won by knockout uh, in 1982. 19, in 19, uh, and so, Jimmy and Eddie Mello had somewhat of a beef, right? So Jimmy wanted to fight him really bad because Eddie stabbed his friend. Uh, his friend didn't die, but he did stab his friend, and And Eddie had, uh, you know, he was very arrogant, wasn't a likable guy. Um, So he fought him, and and he knocked him out at the end. And even afterwards, Eddie gave him no respect. And Jimmy, you know, same thing. They just hated each other. Um, In 1989, um, Eddie uh, had a a fight with um, an amateur fighter who called him out in the in the bar he always had fights in the bars for some reason he went to bars and people were always calling him out or whatever mm. and he had fights with people in the bar and this amateur fighter approached him and he busted up now Eddie Mello was already retired he wasn't in boxing anymore he was a lot older and he busted this guy I think to the point where he had screws uh in his face mm. um and then there was a, a, a oh then he had problems with uh Another guy that was a mobster, and uh, he, he assaulted him as well. Uh, Jimmy, um, Eddie Mello did some time in prison, short time, you know, like maybe 90 days or so, but he, uh, the mobster that he hit and assaulted was an enemy of his boss, right? Frank uh, Cruchello. And so there was a $75,000 contract out for Eddie Mello's head. Hmm. And so this biker that came out of prison for a, uh, not conjugal visit, but one of those good behaviors.
1: Like work release program type thing? Work release
0: type of thing, yeah, for good behavior. For a week, I think it was a weekend, Mm -hmm. uh, was paid. He was a biker, had ties with organized crime. And so the other uh, organized crime paid them $75,000 to kill Eddie Mello. And not Mm. only did he kill Eddie Mello, he also killed Eddie Mello's cousin. Who was in the sink, and eventually they caught the biker, um, and he died in 2001, I believe, and so that's the story of Eddie Mello, Eddie Mello was a very tough fighter, uh, there was talks of him fighting Vito Atofermo, and uh, Donnie Ladon, and uh, so that was just, he was a tough guy, but you know, check out his story. Very interesting guy.
1: That was a sad ass story, man. What made you? What made you tell that story? You just, you just fucked my whole mood up, man. The, the
0: hurricane, the hurricane, the hurricane. Cause god damn, of, in the beginning of his career, he was he had a lot of potential, and he turned pro at the age of eighteen, and it was tough for him to get fights because of eighteen. That they, they had a lot of problems with that. Also, uh, very interesting that in Canada at that time he. Uh, he used to fight, or they used to fight for five rounds in the amateurs, five rounds, and they had no headgear.
1: I like that. So
0: I like that. That was back then, and and so I think that's a perfect way to turn pro. Uh, you know, I think that should be another step. You know, maybe five rounds and limit maybe the time, maybe two minute rounds. Eliminate no head the headgear. Yeah, no head yeah. You know, just make it as real as possible. I think that's the that's the best way to kind of like push for the pros after mm-hmm. that. Um. And he had 97 amateur fights. He had um, 89 wins and four losses. Uh, does, that, does that mean 88,
1: No, that 99. doesn't, uh, no, doesn't uh, add up, right? No, it doesn't. Uh,
0: it was
1: he had 97 fights?
0: 90, I
1: want to see, 89? It was probably 93 fights. 93
0: fights, I think it was. Yeah. 93 fights. So yeah, I know he had 89 wins and four losses. Yeah, 93. Um, and that was the story of Eddie the Hurricane Mello. Please check him out, do some research, Uh, and thank you all. We had a wonderful podcast today, and
1: yeah, I'm gonna go cry now after that (laughs)
0: stuff. Please check out uh, Doug Fisher. Doug Fisher. uh, Ring Magazine author and editor, and uh, he's incredible. Editor in chief. We're definitely gonna have them again and hopefully at the gym as well. Subscribe, follow, like, comment. Comment. It helps us get new chairs and tell your you
1: friends, know. tell your mama,
0: tell your papas and sisters and brothers and
1: Yeah, and we mothers. uh we need a <laughs> – <laughs>
0: have
1: have a good one, guys. <laughs> have
0: a good one.